Heyo! Welcome back to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. You're on episode 7 and today I'm talking with my guest, Jocelyn Kopak, all about marketing and branding. She's a scaling strategist over at the digitalmarket.co and a host of the Marketable podcast. She's a workshop leader and business speaker and today she's sharing all of her top tips about where we should be hanging out online, how we should be starting our day to be successful and building our brands, and sharing some serious truth bombs what you need to hear when starting your business from scratch. So get ready, buckle up Buttercup, she talks a mile a minute. Let's go! Welcome to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. I'm your host, Karina Lanting, a holistic entrepreneur and gluten-free goddess swimming into your eardrums from the west coast of Canada. Heyo! So did you ever have a phrase that just kind of followed you around? Talks too much was on pretty much every report card I think I ever had, and I never really did see it as a bad thing, you know? Today I'm using my gift to talk too much about issues that are important to me and my community. The Karina Talks Too Much podcast is a place where women gather for inspiration, education, and to engage in the sisterhood of running wild into our greatness. Listen in on my conversations with inspiring guests, where we share real talk discussions about issues that face women every day in life and business. We talk too much about our daily habits in health and wellness, our mentorships, and systems we use to rise up and get you excited about what your next steps could look like. So get inspired to run wild with your own goals by learning from my flossom guests on the show. That's right, flawless and awesome, I went there. And be sure to hang out with us online at all our favorite social hotspots. Warm up your coffee and tighten that top knot, boo-boo. Get ready to settle in for the next 30 minutes with me as I introduce you to your next best friend. Okay, guys, welcome back. I've got Jocelyn here, and I am so excited to introduce you to her. She is a badass. She's got so much to tell us today about marketing, branding, and we're going to get right into it. So, Jocelyn, welcome. Say hey. Hey, hey. How are you? Awesome. Thanks. So, Jocelyn comes from the Midwest, right? Tell us a little bit about where you're from. Yes, yeah, so born and raised Wisconsinite, you know, the land of cows and cheese. Um, but fun fact, I'm allergic to milk. Oh, so no. <laughs> I'm in the wrong state. <laughs> Even though I do like the state I live in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they have a good representation of vegan milk and cheese in there? Or No, but I finally, okay. So fun fact, um, didn't even know vegan cheese was a thing until I was at the grocery store about three weeks ago now, and it was on sale. And I was like, huh, what's this cheese on sale? And I flipped it open, and it's like, it's like all veggie. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> what like, is this? So I bought four packs. There was four packs of cheese sitting in my fridge, because I was like, you know what? I don't know when I'm going to find this next, so, yeah. And do you yeah. like it? Is it a good replacement? Yeah, it's all right. It kind of tastes like Velveeta, like kind of fake yeah. like that because yeah. it's not obviously real cheese. But, hey, it's better than no cheese. <laughs> hey, no kidding, right? No, I love cheese. I have a really hard time not having cheese. I shouldn't in my diet. But same thing, like I live in a very dairy populated area and it's like, oh, you got to have the milk and cheese or you kind of get shunned from the community, you know? Right. Yeah. No, we can't, I, you literally can't go out to eat in Wisconsin without like being covered with cheese. <laughs> and they look at you so weird and you're like, yeah, can you like ixnay on the cheese? Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> who are you? Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. They're like, oh, you're not from here. Are you? <laughs> oh, gosh. So tell us a little bit about your business then. It's primarily online, right? Because Wisconsin, yes. I, I, right? Tell us, tell us a little bit. 
Yeah, so um, I actually started off as an entrepreneur when I was seven, and that was not an online business. Um, and so as I got older, I got you know a little bit more mature in my businesses, and I started my first big like adult business, I guess you could call it, uh, when I was still in college, and it was a live classical and jazz music company, um, and. I, it grew because of internet hustle. Like that's what, how I say my company grew. Um, and so everyone kind of took notice. Um, the school I went to was highly entrepreneurship like orientated. Uh, and so people started taking notice, people that weren't even in college that were just entrepreneurs that were in the area. Um, and I became a business coach. Um, and so that happened for a few years. And then I kind of burned myself out as a business coach just because there's a lot of people that wanted me to build their business without me or with, without putting the time in themselves. Um, and so I scaled back and I went just directly into content. And so that's where I've kind of sat um, over the years. And so my agency, the digitalmarket.co, um, focuses on content oriented. So ideally organic <laughs> marketing. Um, we do offer paid advertising, but that's a whole nother ball of wax, especially when you're first starting out. Um, and so content that is saving you time, money, making sure that your return on investment is there. Um, and most of the entrepreneurs that we're working with are service-based entrepreneurs that are looking to build their bottom line and, and create a, a program or a course or um, something stagnant that they continue to sell over and over that doesn't take their time, um, but helps them scale their business at the same time so that they can spend the time with their family or with their clients or something like that. So that's me in a nutshell, really, really fast. That's an amazing <laughs> service to have. I feel like both brick and mortar businesses and online businesses can both utilize your services. And that really is where our trends are kind of moving towards in the new digital age, right? So yeah. how do you distinguish? I, I don't know if this is a question that you get a lot by your clients. I yeah. get it sometimes from mine. What social media hangout site should I be on? Where should I be creating this content? Where should I be putting it into play? And what's your take on that? Yeah. So my take every time somebody asks me that is I say, who do you want to buy from you? <laughs> because that's the biggest question. Um, if you're looking for like 14 year old girls, you probably shouldn't be on LinkedIn. Actually, I, I can tell you right now you shouldn't be on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, right. But if you're looking for, um, a little bit older men, established, working in a career, LinkedIn's a place to go. Um, you also have to look at how much money you're looking for your ideal client or ideal customer to spend with you, right? If you're, you've got a lower cost item, um, you're going for low cost, you know, high volume, it's a little bit different than if you're going for very, very high cost um, something, right? Um, especially when it comes to services, if your services are a little higher cost, there's, there's certain platforms you shouldn't be on. So um, what I usually say is take a look at who your target market or who you actually want to work with is, and then work from there. So usually, um, a lot of people are coming to me as like coaches and consultants. They're going, okay, well, I want business owners. I want business owners that are within, you know, two, three years of starting. Um, and they got just a little bit of cash, you know, at least three grand to, to invest in their business, right? That's usually the this, the area they're going in. Um, so I do recommend Facebook for that. Um, especially if you're just first starting out, Facebook is a very friendly platform. You've been on it personally, so you kind of can figure it out, <laughs> um, without too much of, you know, like brain deadness where you're looking at it going, oh, I don't even know what this is. Um, another one I really recommend, and I think everyone should start this as soon as they get their website up and their business going is Pinterest. Um, and the reason I say that is Pinterest drives organic traffic to your website and organic means you don't have to spend any money on it. Mm -hmm. So incredibly 
amazing and it's so important, um, especially when you're first starting out, is not spending money on stuff that you just don't have the money for. for. So um, Pinterest is my second. Uh, and then Instagram um, and YouTube tie for third when I'm recommending stuff for people that are just starting out. Now, the reason is, is I like to talk. <laughs> right? I don't mind talking and I don't mind being recorded. So, Hey, um, guess what? You're on a podcast called Creative Talks Too Much. Woo woo. You're in the right place. <laughs> right. So, um, when that, when, when I talk to people that don't like to be recorded or can't like articulate their words when they're trying to do stuff. Um, I usually don't recommend YouTube. I was like, it's going to take you way too much time to create the content that you need. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, if you're also looking for, um, a way to kind of get your word out there and you're okay with talking and stuff like that, YouTube is a great place. It's a search engine. Uh, same with Pinterest. So it's going to bring your site up to the top of um, the page and it's going to bring your name up to the top of the page, which is good things. If you don't like creating content like that, if you're more of a writer, Instagram's the place to be. Um, but again, look at how much your services cost and who you're actually targeting, men, women, age. Those are the big ones. Um, and do some Google searches on uh the analytics behind each <laughs> platform like okay. Instagram. Okay, interesting. I love that you say if you're a writer, you want to be on Insta because I think the common misconception yeah. for Insta is I have to be good at taking pictures. So elaborate a little bit more on what you mean there. Yeah, so um, so if you're good at writing, Instagram um, right now, currently, as the alg algorithm sits, <laughs> right? <laughs> little you nasty little bee. Like, I. <laughs> Um, as the algorithm sits now, it's liking anywhere between like two and 300 word posts, right? Which is like a little baby mini blog. That's yeah. a micro blog, right? I'm sure it is. So if you don't mind writing, that's the place to be. Um, cause if you're going to only put two, three sentences in your Instagram post, you're just not going to see the reach. Cause, um, again, the algorithm is going f to try to keep people on the platform and, a good way to do that is to get them to read something. <laughs> um, and so if you're providing that content, they'll show it to more people. Um, so that's what I would say there. And um, another really good thing is if you're writing a blog, it's really easy to piece that down into multiple Instagram posts. So Instagram is the place to be. Um, and you can find plenty of stock photos. You can go on Canva and create graphics to go with whatever captions you wrote. And you don't have to think about it too much. Is that one of your best tips for content creation is just making a giant body of work and then kind of piecing it out to different social channels so you're not yes. constantly reinventing the wheel or like... Oh my gosh, yes. So... um I actually have a whole system. I do have a course on it, you know, like shameless plug, but no um, plug away. <laughs> right. Yes. So um, the course is actually on creating content with ease. So creating 30 days of content in eight hours. Um, and the reason that is, is because as a service based entrepreneur or as somebody just starting out, you've got a lot more time than you have money. And, but at the same time, the time is valuable and you want to be doing that actually selling people or getting people into your course or into your program or something like that. Cause that's, what's going to make you money. Um, and so spending the time every single day to create content is just not feasible. Um, and so I do recommend starting with one big piece of uh, or body or piece of work, uh, and then repurposing that content across the platforms. Now it's really, really important that the content is specific to the platform you're going to, right? Um, if you're going <laughs> to, for example, if you're going to go live on Facebook and you're, you've got your camera vertical, you don't want to put that on YouTube. It's not going to perform well, right? Because it's not going to fill up the YouTube video um, horizontal, right? Yeah. So you have to think about that kind of stuff when you're creating content. But um, yeah, I do really recommend repurposing. It's, it's a good way to go.
Amazing. Okay. So you're talking a little bit about your daily things that we can do when we're starting out as a business. Yeah. What are some of the things that you do to prepare for your day in your business every day? Yeah. So, um, I actually did, I, I, I went a little overboard because <laughs> I couldn't find a planner that I liked and I created my own. Um, and so I literally list out the, the tasks I have to do for that day. And then I block out time. Um, and the biggest reason I block out time is otherwise I end up down the rabbit hole. Like I spend my whole entire day on social media, on email, on the internet, really. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy to be like, Oh, what's that click? And then you're like eight hours down into the YouTube rabbit hole. And you're well, like, it felt oh, like I really needed that. to know that at the moment, right? right? Like, Or like, Oh, I didn't know how to do that. How do I do the step before that? How do I do the step after? Like, and you're like, in, yes. that's so bad. Right. So I try to keep myself out of that. The ADD comes through for sure there. Um, and so I, I write it all out like that. Um, there's a section in there for me to write down my goals every single day. Um, because I want to make sure that I'm looking at my, not only my short-term goals, but my long-term goals, like every decision I'm making, every person I'm talking to, is it going to help me get to that goal? Or is it just like, something I'm doing just to kind of fill my time, fill my day or, you know, <laughs> make me feel good, even though it's really not going to do anything. That's a huge, uh, a huge, like, let's pause on yeah. that for a minute, because I feel like that's where most people starting out in business stay because they mm -hmm. want to be reaffirmed by their friends or family that, oh, that's cute. And that's great. You're doing such a great job. Instead yep. of asking people that perhaps maybe could give honest feedback, get them to the next step in their business that they want to go, right? Being comfortable. So being aware of who you're talking to every day and why, mm. yeah, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. I love that you built that into your journal. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's huge because, and I mean, not saying I'm not guilty of it because I totally am, um, but being in business, and I'm not trying to scare you off, but it really freaking sucks. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, you feel like you're doing it all right, and the next day it all comes crashing down, or it comes crashing down in like two hours, and you're like, what happened? Like, everything was going wonderfully. <laughs> so, um, you know, being aware that that's going to happen and being able to deal with it yourself, being able to pick it, pick yourself up um, is really important, because I think you brought up a good point of you're constantly trying to get that, that um, affirmation from your friends and family. Well, and, and I see it in Facebook groups all the time. They're like, oh, my family hates that I'm an entrepreneur. Or they're just not being helpful. Or my husband's saying this. And I'm like, okay, one, why are you even asking your husband <laughs> for his affirmation? Like, are you doing, are you holding up your end of the bargain? Whether it's, you said you're going to make a thousand dollars that month, or, you know, you're going to have time to do the laundry. I don't know what it was, but you know, are you holding up your end of the bargain? If you're not, then something has to change. Um, if, if he's just, or if they're just being, um, not positive or negative about it, um, then that's not your problem, right? Your problem is making sure your business is continuing to growing, or can you continue to grow and prosper like you needed to to hit your goals that you've set for yourself? Yeah, so, and I always say too, huge. if you're asking for advice from people that are not where you want to be, mm -hmm. what you doing, boo boo? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Why? Think that comes a lot. You talk about business coaches, and I've talked to so many people. I was actually just talking to a girl this morning, and I, t I told her, I was like, I don't take any marketing clients that are working with a business coach that I don't endorse. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, if I don't know that business coach and know that they know their shit, yeah. I'm not going to work with you because what will happen is I'm going to give you some real-life knowledge of like, that is – 
not good for your business or that's going to take you three hours way too long or whatever it is or you know you're just not building authentic tribe or whatever and they're going to be like well my business coach says and I've, I've had that happen multiple times and I feel bad because what's end up what this is going to happen is they're going to realize down the road that <laughs> their business coach wasn't leading them down the easiest path now they may still hit their goals but come on work smarter not harder <laughs> absolutely so, okay. yeah so I totally agree with you there is 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 spending that time with people that know what the hell they're doing, that have actually done it, and that are still in it. That's yes. the biggest thing. Yes. Is so yes. is so important because there's so many people that say, "Oh yeah, I'm a business coach. I built my agency to six figures." And you're like, "Great. Where is it? Like, if you could build it, why couldn't you keep it?" Right? I, I hear that a lot too when people are talking about passive income, and mm-hmm. it's like, "That's cute. You still had to hustle your ass." to build yeah. that income that maybe is passive right now, like say the courses or programs that you help mm-hmm. people with, it's still yeah. required work. And so some people sell it in a way of like, oh, I don't, I didn't have to, it was so easy. I didn't have to, blah, blah. You have to yeah. be real as an entrepreneur. There is always going to be work involved. You're never going to get anything for free. And there's always a cost associated, right? Always mm-hmm. with your either time, your money, whatever it is. Yeah, no, I t- call it the time money contingent contingency. Like, yeah. like people are like, oh, that's no problem. I can get that done. You're like, do you have the time? Yeah. But then you're like, okay, but you just called me two days ago and we're complaining that you didn't have any money. So no, you don't have the time to just kind of like flake off today. Like you have to go make a sale. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's a weird, and, and a lot of people do think that entrepreneurship or starting a business or opening a business or however you want to say it um, is super sexy. And yeah, it is. You can say, yeah, I make six figures a year. Like I get to stay home all the time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's, I'm not staying home so I can just like sit on my couch. Like my dishes aren't done right now because I have to work, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm home, but not really. <laughs> I think that's a good point too, is that when we do work from home, you have to set time crunch barriers. Otherwise those chores will always be there and you can always busy yourself with the things that mm-hmm. need to be done. Like right now too, I need to clean my bathrooms. I need to do this and I need to do that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> at five o'clock, that's the end of my work day. And yeah. that's when those kind of things can reappear. But I have to be really structured with my time. I'm actually also in school right now. And so being able to manage schoolwork, homework, mom work, 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 Volunteer work has been like, okay, okay, okay. How do I do this successfully (laughs) and not drop all the balls? Oh, I drop the balls daily, but it's just like perspective really helps keep the ball moving. I have to literally, okay, so I hate laundry. I do not do laundry. I'm the worst wife when it comes to laundry. (laughs) I literally don't do laundry. I will leave it sit in a pile. That's how I do laundry. Uh, (laughs) So bad. I will clean every other part of the house, but I literally have to build it into my day of like, no, 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 Jocelyn, you have to stop whatever you're doing. It's four o'clock. You need to go like make dinner so that when <coughs> six o'clock rolls around, you're not like getting up from your desk and be like, damn, I'm starving. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> no food. <laughs> I had to do the exact same thing a couple of years ago when I got my third kid, when I got my third kid, when we had our third kid, it was like all of a sudden the laundry just quadrupled somehow. I don't yeah. even know. And so I set an alarm on my phone, like a reminder to do laundry. And one day I was at coffee with my girlfriends and the alarm goes off and my girlfriend's like, are you fucking serious? Like you have to set an alarm to do like the most everyday basic thing. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Otherwise, I don't, I, I am the worst at laundry. Like I know complete tangent, but worst at laundry so bad. I will go back downstairs, 
to get something and I'll be like, shit, I left that laundry in there for four days. So then you have to <laughs> wash it. But then I have to keep it in mind that I started the washer because then I got to move it over to the dryer, right? And and then I forget again. And then it'll be another couple days and I'll be like, geez, I'm just waiting. It just... <laughs> So bad. I do it all (laughs) the time. And so I just don't do laundry. I've literally tried hiring out my laundry because one, again, time, money, continuum. Like, am I going to spend an hour a day doing my laundry or should I just pay somebody to come once a week to do my laundry? Well, that and the mental energy that it's taking of just like the stress of the friggin' laundry. (laughs) So bad. So bad. Like I, that's like the one thing my husband has to do. Which sounds bad, but it's true. No, that's it's all good. It's all good. So we know yep. that laundry is not on your daily routine. No. no. But being mm-hmm. mindful of who you speak to and what your goals are are definitely at your forefocus. Is there anything yeah. else on your daily journal that you do every day, no matter what? Okay. Well, okay. So what I do have on there is I also have like what I ate and how much I drank because what'll happen and you guys can't see this right now, but I have the cu- a cup the size of my face and, um, that reads I- bossy pants. I it love it. Bossy pants on it. Yes. Yes. It's my favorite cup. It's stained on the inside because I drink so much coffee and tea. And so what'll happen is I'll be like eight cups into coffee and tea. And then I'll realize that I have not drank any just singularly water all day. And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to be so sick. And I will be sick because I have no water in my system and all this caffeine. And so I actually built it in that, um, you know, my, my water intake so I can mark it off, you know, eight glasses, you know, the full, you know, and then I also have a built in of what I actually ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because what'll happen is I get up, I shower, I come in here. I do have a dog. So I let him outside, come in here. I sit down and then I never get up again, except for coffee or tea. And I don't eat. (laughs) Can you see my dogs lying down at my feet right there? (laughs) Oh, he's a baby. Yeah. No, mine's outside. Mine's outside. He's a it's the first warm day in like five days. And so he doesn't even want to come inside. He won't even lay down. He keeps looking at the door. So I don't even feel bad at this point. He's been out there all day. That is my Um, daily routine as well. The dogs come in, I get my coffee, hunker down. And all of a sudden it's almost time to pick up my kids. And I'm like, where did those six hours go? (laughs) Exactly. Well, and then what happens is I looked out and like, I didn't eat anything. (laughs) Like I drank a lot of coffee. I drank a lot of tea, but I ate no food. Um, and so, I, I try to keep up with that. Like, okay, I want to eat little meals, right? Because that's good, better for you than one big meal. Um, and, you know, fruits or veggies. And so that food prep happens on Sundays, usually, sometimes. I shouldn't lie, sometimes. Um, so that I'm, I'm prepped for the week. But uh, making sure I'm actually eating actually has been a big thing because it's really bad for your metabolism. And mm-hmm. I... I've, Fell into that habit this winter, and uh, I gained weight. I eat less, but I gained weight because my body's like, "Oh, you're you're in starvation mode." <laughs> yes, and your adrenals are working overtime. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and it's good to eat. I, I right now I'm actually suffering from a concussion. I'm doing really good right now. So far, my language yeah. hasn't slurred, but I have to eat every like two hours. If I don't, my blood sugar levels start going crazy. Then my adrenals start working overtime. Then all my concussion symptoms start going back. And so I feel like uh-huh. I'm constantly eating, but I've actually lost yeah. two pounds. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's just because my body's just like, happy-go-lucky, just trucking along, not really yeah, no spikes, no crashes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're keeping your body in, it's utilizing the food that's actually inside you versus storing storing it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. So now we're coming into summer and my beach bod is nowhere near it needs You're to be. Beautiful. But it's okay. Stop it. You're beautiful right now as you are. Right. Um, well, I've, got, I've got a trip planned to be on the beach at the end of next month. And um, I just like to point out some of my shorts don't fit. So <laughs> I got to figure that one out. You just got to keep on your water intake. Don't go right, your long that's stretches. That's killing you. The long stretches. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. So anyway, so that's on there too, because I do want to focus on that as I continue, you know. No, <laughs> and I think that's continue. really important. Um, I, I just added it. That's so. one of the things that I always tell people when I'm, I coach people going gluten-free. And yeah. one of the first things I always say is just start writing down what you're eating so you're aware of it. And even yeah. before they've even made over the switch, they'll be like, holy crap, I was carb loading so much before and not even yeah. realizing how out of whack my proportions were, right? There wasn't really a lot of vegetables or fruit. It was like carb meat, carb meat oil, you know? And yeah. just being aware of that is able, I think it helps you to be able to take that next step. You can see oh, it totally. more clearly, right? Mm -hmm. As long as yep. you're not fibbing to yourself on your little list. But um, no, it is. <laughs> I, I think it's one. <laughs> one, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you talked about how you started in this business and you just kind of evolved into it, you know, mm -hmm. basically from um, being a kid and having the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. spirit. But did you have anybody in your university or um, life that kind of helped you in this business model like helped mentor you along yeah. was there inspiration like where where did this drive come from yeah so um I had two really good mentors uh while I was in college um both this is something that I keep coming back to both actually still were running businesses which was is so important and I I've run into this a few times myself past that um and they really really helped me um just understand business models because up to that point I was just running on you give me money I give you this like mm. no thought behind like what actually goes in behind it how do you plan for the future with it um, and make sure you're investing it again and all, I mean all of that right so they were really good there and I mean even just like I, I just called them not too long ago hey I'm gonna be doing this um, my one of them. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Is this a wrong thing? Like, am I looking at this completely wrong? And he like walked me through, are you looking at these three, five things to make sure um, that this merge is going to be good for you, that this contract is going to work for you, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause they've been around, they've done it. Uh, and so that was definitely one of them. Um, obviously every single person has their inspiration. I am not a joiner whatsoever. So no, it's not any of the guys that run click funnels or <laughs> like don't get me wrong I enjoy Gary V just because of his entertaining uh, personality yeah but other than that like he well I'm not his target market but um so I'm not a joiner um I like people like Sunny Lauderdoozy which um I've watched her come up over years now why do I know Amazing. that name who is that yeah she's like she is the YouTube for bosses girl like that is her thing. Okay, I think um, I've seen her ads come through my Insta. Maybe that's how I know her. Probably. Super probably. cute, blonde, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've literally watched her come up from like where I am now, right? To like all the way like where she's just, she travels the world speaking now. Like that's what she does. Kind of jealous. So <laughs> she's my. She's my business envy, um, really, when anyone asks me, like, who do you, like, want to yeah. be kind of thing. So, and part of it is because I know she started. Where you I, I, I yeah. saw her start, right? So it's been kind of fun. I've been following her for, like, four or five years now. Um, so, I mean, watching stuff like that and, and 
kind of growing up with her, I guess, and, and people like her um, is, is what keeps me going and keeps me motivated. Um, other things are like, my husband's a great photographer and videographer, and I like to keep him busy because yeah. it makes life easier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, things like that and uh, be able to travel. Um, we've got a goal here in 2019 where we're able to travel every single month to somewhere new. So, you know, stuff like that, that's just not possible when I, I he has, but I have a normal nine to five job. Um, you know, a traditional have to go into the office job is just not possible. Um, so that kind of stuff pushes me forward to uh, having that goal in mind that that's what we want to do. I think you life. make a really good point about um, when you're talking about your business mentors and how they're saying, you know, invest your money again and make sure that this is working for yep. you. And I think that that's something that disillusions entrepreneurs at the beginning where they think I just need one big idea or one big thing and everything will be fine. And no. it's not a system built upon itself. Mm -hmm. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So um, when I had my music company, when I was in college and actually I had it all the way up until last year and we decided to close it down because it was just taking time and no money. <laughs> That's really what it was. It was a hobby at that point. It was point. a passion yeah. project. Right. Yeah. And so in, it's, when I was thinking about closing it down and when I did end up closing it, it um, brought back this conversation I had. And I remember being, I'm a hothead. And I remember being so so mad at G for having this. That was one of my mentors um, for having this conversation with me about my business. And he was like, you got to stop and think like, is this a hobby business where you work in it and you're happy? Or are you trying to actually scale your business? Are you trying to actually go somewhere? Are you trying to get yourself out of your business, but still have a paycheck coming from it? You know, that kind of thing. And at the time I realized now I had no freaking clue what he was talking about. <laughs> like I was like, no, of course I want my business to scale. Of course, this is how I'm going to do things, right? And now looking back, obviously much older, um, I can see <laughs> what he was saying because by the time I shut it down, I shut it down because it was a passion project. It was a hobby business and it was a business that it was a lifestyle, right? Versus being an actual business Not where you can business. collect a paycheck but not have to actually be there, right? And so when that like realization hit me with, <laughs> with that business, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Because... Yeah. <laughs> Like he already told me and I didn't listen. Um, and so, I mean, that goes back to having that mentor, those mentors in your life that are okay with having that conversation with you and kind of making you feel like shit. But at the same time, it's a conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, having the wherewithal and the self-awareness to go, whoa, 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 what I'm doing is great. Like it's super fun. Don't get me wrong. But I'm never actually going to hit my goal doing this because my goal is to be able to make, you know, six figures a month without really having to go anywhere, <laughs> like, yeah. like not having, you know, I can show up to work two times a week and my business is still alive and running and, hit, you know, chugging on and I don't think about it. Right. Well, can't do that with with a lifestyle business. You have to be there for it. So that was something that was definitely a weird like eye opening. Like when you when you. Like a girl says, I'm never going to be like my mom. And you're all of a sudden like, did I just sound like You hear like your mom come out of your mouth. Right? <laughs> and like when I was thinking through like, do I close this business? Do I do something different? You know, because um, I had multiple business. I obviously had multiple businesses. I had my agency as well. Um, and when I was going through that, like that weird like voice came back. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a fun realization. At the same time, it was it was kind of like, ah, crap. Next time I see him, I'm gonna have to tell him that he was right. <laughs> but that's that's the lesson, right? It you you learn the lesson when this. What is the what's that yeah. saying? Like when the student's ready, the teacher appears. 
right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. So, I mean, it took me, I, I had my, that music company was going for six years. So it took me a lot of years. Now, granted, I started businesses that were actual businesses at the same time. Um, but it was my baby. It was my passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a musician, part-time musician. I call myself a part-time musician, full-time business growth hacker um, or strategist. Uh, and that's just it was my baby. And it took me a lot to like get to that point where I was able to go, whoa, what I'm doing is really not serving you and your goals. Yeah. It was weird. It was a really weird, weird point, point, but at the same time, kind of fun. So, so before we wrap up, I want to know what instruments do you play? Yeah, I play four instruments, violin, viola, viola, Piano. I said violin already. Cheese okay. piece. I'm going to start from the beginning. I said them the wrong order. Violin, viola, piano, and cello. <laughs> oh, my God. Did we just become best friends? I did Royal yeah. Conservatories up to grade eight with piano. And then okay. I did cello in high school as well as, like, bass guitar and um, electric guitar. But oh um, I never did anything cool with music after that. It was... Okay. So since we're talking music, just for a little, little yes. you know, breaking yes. moment. Um, I my, my primary instrument is violin, secondary piano. Um, um, and I got accepted into college and I got to go to college on a music scholarship for my first year. And while I was there, I got to tour um, the UK. So cool. Uh-huh. And then I decided so- that the college wasn't for me and music wasn't for me, like long term. Yeah. And so I went to go get my biochem degree. And then I was like, like literally a junior in college. Um, and I decided that, okay, no, I shouldn't say I decided. It was decided for me that biochem was not for me because calculus is hard as shit. Oh my God, you're just describing my life because I'm doing biochem right now and I'm uh-uh. doing calculus and I cry. I cry daily. I literally, and, and I'm pretty transparent, like I was the worst college student, like the worst because I had businesses that I was growing. Yeah. And I would, I mean, time, money, continuum. I'd be like, do I go sit in class for an hour and a half mm-hmm. or do I make these five phone calls that could result in five grand? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no brainer. Right. And so uh, um, <laughs> I was the worst student, but luckily what happened was after I switched from biochem to uh, law and business, um, my teachers really understood when I was like, yeah, I'm going to work today, but don't worry. I got my homework done. Like you've, it's there. <laughs> it's a different industry completely. A different, yeah, we get very, it. Very different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. But it was, it's a, it was a weird okay. path to get there. So I started out music, went to biochem, thought I was going to be a veterinarian. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then I ended up getting my law degree and business degree. Oh. So good for you. Yeah. You've done, you know what, but that's how it goes for a lot of people. They don't know that that's yeah. not what they want until they're doing it. Like I said to my husband yeah. the other day, I was like, if this, if like my job, my dream job that I want requires all this calculus, like maybe I don't want to do this for a living because that's literally what I thought. Yeah. That's literally what I came up with. I was like, uh, well, and part of it was, I was like, I'm gonna take this calculus class again. Cause I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like I passed with a 0.06%. Like, let me be clear. When I passed calculus, and that's I was a butt like, clencher. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I didn't think I was going to pass. Like I was like straight up not going to pass. I sat down at the final, and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and like the part of it was the teacher had a really strong accent, and usually I'm good with accents, but his was not okay, and he was monotone. <laughs> and so I just like there was no learning of happening. Of course it was because it's math. It's boring. Math, right? Right. And so I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have to take this class again. And then I was looking at the rest of my career, like, you know, schooling wise. And I was like, 
damn, like it's gonna it's gonna just wreck everything. And so I like had a little heartfelt moment with myself, and I was like, do I really want to do this to myself? And I was like, no, (laughs) no, I don't. Because at that point, I'd had I had a business going, and so I was like, it's getting my biochem degree is not helping my business at all. It's <laughs> my music business at all. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it, it's def. you definitely have to have those moments with yourself where you stop, you think, and you're like, you have that self-awareness to go, whatever I'm doing is not working. Whatever I'm doing is wrong. Whatever it, you've got to have that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, because otherwise you're just going to keep spinning your wheels over and over again. And you're just going to get nothing but frustrated. On that note, before we wrap up, I want to know if you had a magic reset button in your business, what is the one <laughs> thing that you would do over again or do differently okay so totally another topic rant um, I have been scammed three times in my business resulting in about 30 grand worth of money gone what? yeah yeah if you could see if you could see Karina's face right now you'd be noticing <laughs> right? I stopped taking a drink of my drink because I knew it spit right. out <laughs> yeah and so I'm um, all of them were my decision, right? Um, all of them, I, I did the research and I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, all of them, other people thought I knew what I was doing and ended up losing major cash. Um, and so some of them were worse than others, like restraining order worse than others, and some of them weren't. So um, honestly, if I was able to reset my business, I would tell myself to not work with three very specific people. <laughs> Was there any um, foreshadowing that you had that this was coming? Um, one of them, yes. Um, the second one, uh, it was more of the glow. Like the the person, the the way they presented themselves was so glowing, and you're like, okay, all right, I can get behind this. Yeah. And the third time, and it's not the same thing over and over again. Don't worry, it's not the same kind of thing. Um, but the third time, um, it was it was definitely not. I had I give you a little insight. The first time I got. I did a whole bunch of work for a company. Um, they used the work, never paid us. Um, and that was my fault. Always take a deposit. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah first learning experience. I was like a, a, a year or so in in my business, um, this particular business. Uh, the second one was uh, do a background check on employees before you hire them because they might be scam artists. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oops. And then the third one was. Um, but like you would never think of these things until they no. happen. No. And then the third one um, was before you sign a partnership agreement with people, be sure you know who they are. Like 100%. Like you need to meet their mommy, their daddy, their grandparents. You need to do a little seance with their ancestors. Like you need to do all of it (laughs) before you do. um, Because, you know, working with people, you have to really truly trust them. um, And even if you do trust them, don't trust anybody, you know, because it's your business in, in at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my reset button. And that's my pieces of advice, I guess, um, is when you're working with people, be sure you're overly cautious. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the advice yeah. friend. Before we wrap up, I ask everybody if you had an unlimited, unlimited supply of this for the rest of life, what would it be? You picked avocados. Tell me why girlfriend. Yeah. Avocados are the best. Like, Just like the best. Doesn't even need an explanation. Just we're going with avocados. Yep. Love yep. It. Guacamole on an egg sandwich, like in a burrito, just straight up avocado with a little salt on it, with a little Can't tomato meat. The you only beef like, is like when you cut into that bitch and she is overripe and you're like, bitch, that's I've been watching you just turn it on right into guacamole. <laughs> add some lime juice, add go. some cilantro. You never even know. It's true. Like, 
that's I mean, we have guacamole in my house probably once a week because we buy avocados in what I would call bulk. <laughs> Yeah, that's and then you're like, oh, we still have a couple avocados back there from like the last time we bought them. <laughs> Automatic guacamole. Chip and nip night. Yep, exactly. Love it. Okay, well, exactly. thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on Karina Talks Too Much Podcast. Awesome. And if you guys want, you can check out Jocelyn on her uh, accounts on Instagram at thedigitalmarket.co um, and at the website. Can you read it out to me? Yeah, the website is www.thedigitalmarket.co. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with me today, Jocelyn. Yeah, thank you. Psst. You still here? What'd you think? Pretty good, right? Come on. You totally want to go stalk the Insta of my last guest, but like, if you're anything like me, you've forgotten their handle already. No worries, I got you. Head over to my website and check out the show notes from this episode. There you'll find links to my guest social hubs, all our brilliant quotables from today, and recommendations to other inspired episodes just like this. Visit KarinaLanting.com, that's K-A-R-I-N-A-L-A-N-T-I-N-G, and there you're going to be hit with gluten-free info right off the get-go. Fair warned. From tried and true recipes, meal plans, and free programs, to personal care and nutritional recommendations. I focus on sharing only certified gluten-free and vegan stuff, so celiacs feel safe here. Shop direct from my site at retail prices or become a VIP and save 20 to 40% off the items you are already buying, like protein powder, energy drinks, mascara, or like an eye cream that is free of toxins but actually works. You know what I mean? Okay, now that I've got you all hyped up, go online shopping at my certified boutique at karinalending.com or you can sign up for my weekly chat attack at the footer of my website. And you know what? I'm sure I'll be chirping in your ear another time soon here at the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. Now, go follow me and all my friends on all the things.